0: Support for this podcast comes from Davis Malm. If you're a buyer, seller, investor, or lender, Davis Malm attorneys know each deal has unique needs and requirements, building client relationships one transaction at a time. More at davismalm.com, D-A-V-I-S-M-A-L-M dot com. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. Last week, at-large Boston City Councilor Ruth Z. louis was elected by her peers to be the new president of the Boston City Council. Her new leadership position follows her November re-election to her second term on the council. Councilor louis takes over leadership of the council from former Boston City Councilor Ed Flynn, and she is the first Haitian-American to serve in the position. Boston City Council President Ruth Z. louis is here with me. Councilor Louis-Jean, thank you so much for joining us on The Common and congratulations on your new role.
1: Thank you for having me, Daryl. It's, it's a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Oh, yeah. So let's get right into it. What are the top issues you plan to champion as you lead the Boston City Council?
1: We are a city that is currently experiencing a housing crisis. Housing affordability is uh, affecting a lot of our city. We are a city of 65% of the residents are renters. And so we have to tackle. Building more affordable housing, and we have to tackle making the housing that we do have making it more affordable. We do that by confronting uh, upfront costs when you're renting an apartment, having to you know oftentimes uh, first month, last month security, brokers' fees. We're trying to see if we can tackle that. Those upfront costs can often be a barrier for renters. We're also going to continue working with our community land trust and nonprofit developers to see if we can uh, further system in buying buildings that would otherwise be subject to the speculative market uh, and be subject to being uh, purchased uh, in the private market solely by those who have a profit uh, motive. We have our schools. That continue uh, to have challenges. There are some great examples of, of things that BP, BPS is doing pretty well, but there are things that we have to do better to ensure that e- each and every one of our students in all of our neighborhoods can live up to their full potential. We have a mm-hmm. climate crisis on our doorstep, and uh, even as we're thinking about buildings in our Boston Public Schools, how do we do so in a way that is green friendly, that our buildings are resilient and that are meeting the t- climate needs? So there are a lot of issues to tackle, big and small. You know, I care deeply about trash pickup and all of our neighborhoods. Um, and I think that's what the residents of Boston want us to tackle. They want us to tackle the, the big and small issues. Understood. Understood. Counselor, I, I got to say, uh, we,
0: you know, when you talk about housing, you speak in my language. I am one of the 65%. <laughs> yeah. um, just take us through like some of the first actionable steps you want to do to address the housing crisis in the city
1: there's not going to be one thing that's going to solve the housing crisis. Right. We currently have a home rule petition before uh, the state house, uh, the real estate transfers fee that would create on the transfer of, of prop- the sale of properties of $2 million or more. We would get a, a, a transfer fee that would uh, put money into our affordable housing trust to help us build more affordable housing. That's currently on Beacon Hill. It would generate a lot of revenue for the construction of affordable housing. I've testified mm-hmm. on it. We've, we, the, the, uh, it passed the, the city council. We're gonna hold hearings on how we tackle upfront rental costs, and we're gonna bring everyone to the table to see are there ways that we can defray mm-hmm. the costs on individual tenants? You know, if, if you have to pay first, last security. And brokerage fees. You're basically, you know, that if you have that yes. money lying around, you might as well think about a down payment, right? And we also want to make sure that our, our families are able to uh, make home ownership a reality. You know, we currently have the Acquisition Opportunity Program. that That's the pool of money that we use to help nonprofits and community land trusts purchase these buildings. There's effort for us to have something similar on the statewide le- level being led by the Greater Boston Community Land Trust Network. So, you know, continued partnership with community because all good things and all good ideas really do start in community. It's up to us as elected officials to bear them uh, to fruition. We did it last term when it, last term as well with the inclusionary development policy, which is the policy that requires developers when they're building these market rate luxury developments requires a set aside for affordable housing. We increased that from 13% to 17% plus 3% set aside for those with vouchers for at a 20% threshold for affordability at market rate housing. So we've been doing the work and. Going to continue to have those conversations to see how we can deepen affordability throughout the city and how we can get more housing built, especially around our transit hubs.
0: Now, I want to jump to a different subject: to the council itself. Lately, Boston City Council has been known to be, uh, you know, pretty divided. Um, I'm curious to know how do you plan to promote more unity amongst the council?
1: Well, I you know I think that there are so many things that we Um, Can do Part of it is, you know, we have new counselors coming in who come with a, you know, different energy, excitement, still rooted um, in the idea of how do we address issues of equity. And I think we are going to disagree and we are going to disagree vehemently about a number of issues, right? Like, you know, people, I always like to define equity because it needs to be centered in the work that we do about the corrective action we take on a policy level to correct for our past policy harms. People are going to disagree at the speed of that. People are going to confuse equity with equality, right? Um, They're going to Mm. confuse the intentionality that we need to bring to these discussions. And we see it happening um, around the country with efforts to uh, diversity, equity, inclusion being under attack. And so it requires us to be steadfast in our commitment to uh, reversing uh, and to addressing past harms, really transforming our, our, our spaces to be more equitable and inclusive. But we can do that without Personal attacks and without, uh, you know, making people feel unsafe and unwelcome in certain spaces, and that's what the charge is. And I think we do that every day. With trainings. When I leave here, I'm headed to City Hall, and we're going to have uh, our first set of trainings for our new and uh, new and seasoned counselors about best practices about how we make things work. And what I'm interested in is the work and doing the work. And I think a lot of my colleagues come to this space with that energy. You know, we're going to disagree. We're going to you know, uh, sometimes spar publicly on issues of policy. But I think that we can still, you know, find ways of grabbing a lunch together and grabbing a drink together and asking each other about how their day is going. And I think that will go a long way in just cultivating a healthier environment.
0: We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. And we're back with more from Boston City Council President Ruth Z. Louisian. Why do you think your uh, council peers elected you? Why do you think they felt like you were the best leader for the council at this time?
1: You know, I just think I try to listen to everyone. Um, I think last term, my colleagues uh, voted me. I was not looking to leave, be the leader on redistricting once the federal court sent it back <laughs> to the city council, but it did land in my lap, and I used all of who I am um, as a lawyer, as a lawyer who's worked in the redistricting space, um, as a black woman, as someone who cares deeply about community and about making sure that we are uh, continuing the march forward, that, you know, I listen to everyone, and and that my goal is... Not to make not even myself 100% happy. How do we try to find sliding scales of happiness among my colleagues so that they can go back to their constituents and say, and my constituents too, because I'm at large and I represent everyone, that this is what I was able to win for you. We didn't get everything, but we got enough to make us content. And I think that's the work of politics. And I think we've gotten so uh, far apart on the national level. Gerrymandering has also um, made it uh, more difficult to have uh, civil conversations um, across the aisle, and I'm not saying the other aisle is always right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a progressive. I care deeply about uh, uh, pushing our city uh, and and our country forward. I just think that the tone and the tenor of politics has just been a nightmare uh, for those in it and for those watching it.
0: And I just want to say for the listener, you know, when you talk about redistricting, you're referencing your leadership in a push over the summer to draw a new district map for the city after a previous map was overturned by a federal judge. I just want to throw that out there for the listener. Counselor, you are the first Haitian American to serve as Boston City Council president.
1: And the first Haitian person on the Boston City Council should be, you know, on the city wide level. You know what I mean? Right.
0: And that's a big first. Right. Yeah. You've become the city council president. You know, shortly before Harvard's first black president, uh, uh, Claudine Gay, just resigned. And I'm bringing up Harvard because you are a Harvard alum. And um, what happened with Claudine Gay was kind of this reminder to uh, a lot of black folks, uh, particularly those in high profile positions, just how vulnerable they can be in in some of these positions, right? And I'm I'm just curious to know. You know, as a black woman, as the daughter of Haitian immigrants, how are you thinking about leadership, you know, on the legislative body for this city?
1: That's a great question, and you know, Daryl, I'm the first, you know, I'm first Haitian American on the council. I'm the first Haitian American city council president, but I'm not the first Black woman. That was a road that was paved by now Attorney General Andrea Campbell, Mm -hmm. by former Mayor Kim Janey. I'm not the first Black woman on the council. Uh, We have Ayanna Presley who paved the way, and we have all the women I mentioned, and State Senator Lady Edwards. There are others who have come before me, and so. Um, oftentimes the first, we, you know, first in Ayana, uh, uh, the first in Andrea, as the president of the council, take a. it's a lot of—you take a lot of heat. There's a lot of setbacks and a lot of challenges, and they don't go away. Me as a third black woman to lead the council, the, the mm-hmm. challenges are still there. But when I look at, you know, Claudine Gay, first black woman to lead Harvard, uh, Haitian-American herself, I think about how difficult and dangerous it can be in leadership right now and how oftentimes the first—sometimes— don't get to go all the way and how even in that attempt there is a tremendous legacy but i try not to overthink it in some ways i try to stay true to who i am be led by my moral compass have a strong community of support whenever there's an issue that comes up having people that i can turn to for guidance and advice and being you know strong in who i am but but also i will always say that you know i'm not I don't have all the answers, and I and I you know believe in myself, but I'm I I, I, can, I can admit that I'm not always right, and mm-hmm. what it what it takes to to do that self reflection in leadership I think is really important because leadership has to be a lot about listening and and changing and admission when things aren't going the right way, and I hope to. To be that type of leader. And I think that's why my colleagues sort of uh, looked at me because they know that I, i'm I, I'm strong, but I can also take feedback and and correct course. I am deeply saddened by what happened to. Uh, president Gay. Um, I was at her inauguration as an alum, as an elected official. There was such a joy and deep pride in the Haitian community. And there will continue to be, right? Her legacy is still that of having been the first black woman to lead Harvard and the first person to assume a difficult role. It's not an elected position, but it is still one that is a very public one, and that is very challenging. And I hope that we can find ways of protecting our leaders in these positions because um, this work, leadership, uh, leadership as a Black woman is not for the faint of heart. It is a calling uh, to serve and it is a calling to serve and, and to show up for our neighbors. And I hope that we get better at supporting our leaders. You know, I think about how for me, absurd it is that DEI efforts are under attack. Because I always talk about diversity as one of normal. It's it's a it's a it's a work of normalization. How do we normalize having inclusive spaces where everyone feels welcome, mm-hmm. um, and 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 uh, invited to the table? Um, and not everyone is going to be happy about that. Those who have been comfortable with power and privilege are made uncomfortable by conversations about equity, uh, conversations about diversity and normalization. But we must still have it and we must still do the work to make sure that resources are being abundantly provided to those who have been historically excluded, to make sure that our spaces are inviting and that we are reckoning with the truth of our country and who we are as a country that was founded in turmoil, that was founded by taking away land from our indigenous people, that was founded on the backs of of enslaved folks, right? And and who we continue to fail um, after making some progress during Reconstruction with the Freedmen's Bureau. But again, we l- need to learn from that era to, to learn w- about what happens when folks are saying, you know, okay, we've done enough, when we really haven't even scratched the surface.
0: Understood, understood. Counselor, thank you so very much for coming through to the Common. We really, really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you for having me. Please invite me back.
0: Absolutely. That's Boston City Councilor at large and president of the Boston City Council, Ruth Z. Luizian. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and I will talk to you tomorrow.